International Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition International Orienteering Podcast International Orienteering Podcast welcomes you again here uh, and uh, today I think it's a lot of news uh, to go through uh, not so many um, uh, competitions uh, to uh, report of but uh, some uh, news we can pick up or uh, have you seen any competitions Eva? Now it's uh, not been so much uh, results to be looking at in the last week uh, so some we will go through some national team selections uh, some other smaller news and then uh, have a big section about uh, uh, silly season and then where it has happened a lot of stuff this week uh, since we last spoke and then we also have an interview with the with the Polish national team runner Alexandra Hornik, uh, which has been one of the runners that has had a very, very good season this year. Yeah, she's uh, up and uh, yeah, contending for the medals. And uh, yeah, she was at the podium at the Europeans. And uh, yeah, quite interesting to hear uh, what she's up to uh, for the coming uh, season and the coming seasons. Uh, but uh, first of all, I think uh, we should uh, travel to uh, the greater interior country, Czech Republic. Uh, they have had uh, their uh, national team selections, uh, yeah, and quite big uh, national team in total. But uh, anything uh, surprises uh, here? Yeah, first, uh, first of all, I mean, uh, uh, when we recorded uh, our episode last week uh, on Monday afternoon, uh, last weekend, and then I think within two minutes after we had finished the selection, then I was in that world of who and I saw that the Czech team had been selected. So this is basically old news for our listeners that are uh, looking at World of Who every day. Uh, so it's a week long since the Czech team was selected. Uh, quite interesting team selection. Uh, it's uh, both in the men and women's side. They have like this uh, elite team and then uh, yeah, some kind of development squad or B team. Uh, I think we can say it's a development squad as everyone in this uh, B team is uh, yeah, 24 or younger at the moment. Uh, so that's what they want for the for the future. But in general, it's a very very young Czech team. Um, on the women's side, uh, they have four runners in the in the elite team with uh, Teresa Chekova, Teresa Janoshiskova, Denisa Kosova, and Jana Petrova. Uh, and here we see that uh, one of the girls that have been around for a long long time, uh, Vendula Horsheskova, uh, is not uh, anymore in the team, and she has decided to retire. Um, she had a good season this year with a, with a very, very strong seventh place at the long distance at the World Cup in Czech Republic, which turned out to be her last international race. Uh, after he, she got injured in a Czech champ and couldn't run the European Championship. Um, she's been around for a long, long time in the Czech team. Uh, yeah, member of the relay team that won a silver medal at the European Champs last year. Uh, she has been winning gold medals in Jaywalk and she's also been top 10 in the world championship individually. So she's a very good runner. And yeah, uh, the Czech team is full of promising young talents, uh, but it's not a lot of these experienced girls that have been around for a long time and been performing at a high level. So that's a, that's a, that's a big loss for the Czech team, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, so uh, we can jump to the men's team. Um, uh, in the men's team, it's a big, big uh, elite team. Uh, it's is it eight runners, I think. 
Uh, and we see that Wojciech Kral and Milos Nikodim, the two veterans of the team, they are still going strong for one more year. Uh, we see the junior world champion, uh, Jakub Szalupski, stepping straight up to the elite team. Uh, and then we also have yeah, the big star of the team, Thomas Krivda, uh, obviously. And also some guys that have been performing quite well uh, the last few years with uh, Jakub Glonek, Jonas Hubacek, uh, Daniel Vandas and Martin Rudny. So it's a, it's a strong, strong Czech team. Uh, I think the depth in the team is very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, outside of Krivda, they are lacking maybe the guys that can be fighting for a top six internationally. Uh, we saw this year Milos Nikodim was around 10th place at the World Championship. And of course, 10th place at the World Champs long distance. That's a really, really good result. Uh, but the step from 10th, 9th, 11th place and up to the medals, uh, it's quite big. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, for, for the Czech men, it's Thomas Krivda that is the, the big name to follow the next few years. Uh, we had him as a guest on the podcast. Uh, I think no one is questioning his uh, capacity. Uh, so he, it would be interesting to see uh, if he takes a, sort of a leader role in this team, even if there's uh, two more experienced guys in Kral and Nikodim. I think Thomas Krivda is the, is, he's the best runner and he, he's the one that's setting the standard both in training camps and especially in national competitions. Yeah, but uh, that can also help uh, the, the ones you're mentioning here to, yeah, to get motivated and do the, a bit more uh, of work and uh, yeah to keep up with the uh, and then they will have a really good uh, relay team yeah and then and then before we move on i think it's very important that we mention that uh, uh, one of the best juniors in the last few years uh, anna karlova uh, she's been winning a medal at the sprint last year i think in 22 uh, had several top tens in jaywalk the last few years uh, she is not in the development team and yeah of course my uh, when I'm Google translating everything in Czech uh, on the website, I don't always get it right, but it seems like that's a decision that she have taken that she doesn't want to be part of the national team setup uh, because she wants to yeah, do the sport uh, on her own uh, conditions now because of stress with the studies and stuff like that. So hopefully we will see her compete internationally uh, because it would be a real shame for Czech if they're losing such a big talent. I mean, she's been winning medals at Jaywalk she was in the top 20 at the World Cup in Czech Republic this summer as a junior. Uh, a big, big promising talent. Uh, so hopefully she will find a way to combine the sport and the studies uh, so we can see her in the top of the results internationally also at senior level. Yeah, it's uh, quite difficult uh, to get the balance. Uh, it's not uh, so many runners that uh, can do 100% uh, of the sports career, uh, so uh, yeah, it's difficult uh, to uh, to have this, um, yeah, to combine uh, both studies or part-time job. And, yeah, uh, and then of course you know it also depends on what she's studying. I have no idea about that, but some, yeah, some things are harder to combine with the sport like orienteering, where you have to travel much both for training and and, and races. And I mean, for example, if you're a medicine student or something like that, that's sometimes a bit harder than if you're studying history or or other stuff like that where it's easier to uh, to do your own thing. Uh, yeah, we saw um, uh, Lucas Leland, he um, gave up his orienteering career for his studying uh, uh, earlier this summer, but uh, we have uh, just uh, studied uh, national team selections <laughs> in front of this episode, and we can continue on that uh, with the Danish uh, selection. Um, and they all have some, um, maybe there are economical issues but behind uh, some um, not so many in the elite group here 
Yeah, uh, the Danish team uh, came out, and I mean they have been uh, announcing quite well beforehand that they have some fin- financial struggles, uh, which we have been talking about in some of the previous pe- uh, episodes. Uh, but still, the national team itself, it's it's quite big. Uh, but part of the problem is that they are uh, cutting down of the of the training camps and cutting down of the support, uh, the financial support for going to World Cups and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the, the the team is still pretty big. So yeah, um, most of the big names they are exactly where you would expect them to be. Uh, the structure is a bit different here with the with the have one elite group and one under twenty three group. Uh, but I think that's only the age is the only relevant thing and not the level uh, because you have support level A and support level B and you have this team Denmark uh, performance group and you have this. Uh, federations relay and support group and then you have the development group uh, so it's it's from all, for us it's hard to say exactly what goes into the different groups uh, but i think the yeah this team denmark performance group is the is what would you would normally call the elite team in another country and here we have the two sisters agv kristiansson ida and malin and also hedvig gudesen on the women's side and then on the men's side we have sören planerdum and andreas bockbjörnsen uh, so I think those five are the ones that are getting, yeah, are getting the biggest support. Uh, and then you have this, yeah, the relay and challenger group, uh, which is quite big on the women's side. And yeah, oh, it's actually, oh, it's actually four of women and four men. There's, there's a lot of the men in the under 23 group. So here we have Agnes Kracht, we have Annika Simonsen, we have Karolina Jotterp and Miri Ödum uh, on the women's side. And then you have Jakob Edsen, Aspen Kaltoff, Jakob Steintal and the junior world championship medalist from this summer oscar david bruman jensen so still quite a lot of names in the in the national team uh, and also some in the in the b group that is uh, yeah probably more aiming for um, some of them probably more aiming for european championship like marius tranodem but in general it's a very young danish team uh, some of the ones that have been around for a long time uh, like the sisters uh, Cecilia and Nicoline Friberg Lysner, uh, they have both decided to yeah, say thank you, but no thank you this year uh, for a spot in the national team. Uh, both of them want more flexibility with their training and racing, uh, but they are still aiming for international championship next year. Um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see how this new structure for the Danish team uh, with a lot less money, how it uh, turns out. Uh, because yeah, we have seen some of those Danish runners. They've been performing very well internationally uh, with Hedvig Edesen at the World Championship last year, for example, already. Søren Klaudem is very, very good. He's one of the guys that maybe can step up and become a, a real challenger for medals already next year, maybe in two years' time. Uh, so there is, uh, there is a, there's question marks about the future for the Danish national team, but there's still some quality talents they can work with. Uh, yeah, it's uh, quite interesting to see how it uh, will work, and uh, yeah, uh, maybe uh, also yeah, it could give some uh, motivations uh, for those who decided to um, to say thank you, but no thank you to the team. Uh, maybe you get motivated by doing something different also. Um, about something different, it was uh, this uh, indoor cup in Sweden started this weekend. Did you see? Uh, how many runners was at the start there? Yes, it was almost 700 runners in each of the two days of the first event of the Swedish Indoor League in Sandviken. Uh, 
unfortunately uh, it's the same weekend as uh, the swedish national team had uh, their like first training camp the kickoff camp and it was also an open camp i think with some other guys from outside of the national team there uh, so none of the the names we are used to see in the top or yeah in the top of the swedish championship swedish league and stuff like that uh, at the elite level were there uh, but still a lot of people taking part in, in these races yeah about the kickoff uh, camp uh, in sweden there uh, it was also this um, uh, achievement uh, they handed out uh, to um, orienteer of the year and uh, for 10 times in a row i think uh, to alexanderson got that um, uh, she was voted orienteer of the year in uh, sweden last year she was um, uh, and it was her and uh, martin regborn who shared the uh, this achievement, but uh, this year Tove was uh, back again at the top alone. And uh, she was also uh, uh, awarded long distance runner and middle distance runner of the year, but she didn't uh, have the achievement as uh, the sprinter of the year. That was another girl. It was uh, the European champ, Sara Hogson. In uh, Sweden, there were uh, no surprises about the achievements uh, there uh, with the Tove as usual, we should say, at the top. And in Finland, there were no uh, surprises uh, either. Or what do you think about uh, giving the achievement uh, winter of the year to Ole Ojano? Uh, I think that was pretty clear. Uh, he had a fantastic uh, season in general, uh, but a very, very good world championship uh, with a medal in the long distance and also a medal in the relay. Uh, and when the, yeah, the more experienced women's when La, when Lahario and Marika Teini didn't win a medal this year at the championships, then I think it was quite obvious that Ole was going to win. Even if we got a surprise uh, challenger at the end of the year with uh, Thomas Hekela's uh, bronze medal at European Champs, uh, I still think uh, a bronze medal at the, the long distance at the World Championship that goes quite far ahead of a, of a sprint medal in European Championship. Yeah, Thomas Eichler could be a real contender next year when we have uh, this uh, sprint uh, world champs, uh, maybe. Uh, Definitely. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if he if he's uh, keeping on improving, uh, I mean, he was only a few seconds away from winning. Uh, so if he if he gets even better next year uh, and have a bit luck with the seconds, I mean, I would not say he was unlucky because of he was a few seconds behind Kibbutz and Foster because he was very very close ahead of uh, Regborn and uh, Ralph Street. Uh, but yeah, if he's even more lucky with the seconds and can raise his level a little bit, and then maybe he can take a yeah, he can take the world championship title next year. And if he does that, it will be very hard to beat him for the uh, for this prize next year. About the world champions title, there was uh, some uh, silly season news about the world champion from uh, last year. This uh, week we have behind us. Yeah, this week has been a. a, a pretty big week in the terms of uh, silly season uh, it started out with uh, with Halden uh, teasing that they had signed a, a world champion and I, I think it was no real surprise that that world champion was uh, Megan Carter Davis uh, so Megan Carter Davis and her boyfriend Ben Mitchell both of them will be leaving Ryan and Rickmanty uh, where they've been running for eight nine ten years already and they will be running for Halden next year um, and of course that's a very very big uh, signing, uh, Megan Carter Davis, world champion in sprint orienteering, uh, but she's also a very, very good relay runner, which is no, forest runner, which she approved at the world championships in the long distance, especially. 
uh, with two times top 10 in the last uh, the last two world champs so she will be a extremely strong uh, runner for Halden in the women's team and big big game changer for them they've been struggling a bit the last the last five four five six seven years or something like that uh, it's been a while since we saw Halden fighting for the top three in in team Mila and Venla uh, but now with Megan Cork Davis there might be a possibility again yeah the local new newspaper in Halden they claimed it uh, the biggest signing ever for Halden and uh, yeah was uh, uh, maybe because of she's uh, world champion when she's signing and uh, still uh, increasing her level. Yeah, I think uh, I was thinking a little bit about it, and yeah, I don't think Halden have signed a lot of runners that is like freshly world champions. Uh, Svetlana Mironova, she won the world championship in 2014, and she went to Halden. I don't know 2019 or something like that, 2018. Uh, I don't really remember, but it was a few years after she had been winning, uh, getting a little bit older and maybe not at the absolute peak of her level anymore. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have most of the guys like yeah, uh, Emil Wingstedt and so on, uh, Olav Lundanes, Anmerita Heuske-Nurbeg, all of them won their first World Championship titles just after signing for Halden. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think the, it's a bit tabloid. That's like it's our best signing ever. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a very very good signing. Um, probably also, you know, uh, uh, it's been it's been it's been in the air for quite a while. Uh, we know that Emil Wingstedt have been run uh, with working with the British team for uh, for quite some time, uh, and also the Lasse Grön, the Danish guy that is the uh, he's like the elite. Uh, chairman of the elite committee or something like that in Halden. He has also been working with the with the British teams at World Cup and World Championship as a, a physiotherapist. Uh, so I think the they had very 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 good connections with uh, Megan Parker Davis this way. Um, therefore, it makes yeah, I mean, it makes sense always uh, for her as well. Uh, she she if she wants to be competitive at the World Champs in Finland in, in two years, she needs to do training in technical Scandinavian terrain and yeah, Halden is a great place for doing that yeah and uh, there has been uh, maybe not so big signings but uh, yeah really big signings also in uh, Finland yeah uh, yeah I mean but of course not at the same level uh, but yeah we have some interesting uh, interesting transfers there and I think the the most interesting is uh, Mikko Siren uh, the former uh, Vuk runner for Finland. Uh, he's been struggling with injuries and he's not really a, a, a not really an elite runner anymore. But he's a, definitely an elite relay runner. And he's going from Angelim and Ankeri to Ikalist Nusavoima. And I think that's a very very interesting uh, transfer because Ikalist Nusavoima is a team that is doing very well in the relays, but they have potential for even more. And one of their problems and being yeah, the, the last few guys into the Jukula team, the yeah, runner 6, 7, 8 to 10 in, in the Tiumila team. And like like this, uh, I think Mikko Siren can offer a lot of stuff. Uh, he's a good night runner. He was in the top 10 of the Finnish night champs this autumn. Uh, he's very experienced. Um, he I think he can offer a lot to strengthen the Ikalis Nusvavoma team. And yeah, I, I we we saw it this year. Uh, they were just outside the top ten at the at the at Jukula, uh, but they were super fast in the last five legs. I think they they lost 
23 minutes or something like that in the first two legs. Far, far behind uh, any teams that ended up in the top 10 in the end. Um, so there, there is a lot of potential in the team, with the, yeah, with, especially with Temu Oksanen and Eto Savolainen. Uh, so I think with Mikko Siren, and if the other guys can keep improving a little bit, I think Ikalis uh, Nusavoima, or Nuska, as they are being called in Finland, uh, should be a team to definitely look out for, especially at Jukola, but maybe also at Jumila. And uh, also, uh, Rustico will uh, improve quite uh, quite a bit in the women's side. Yeah, I mean, Rustico has been very, very good in the Finnish Relay League the last few years. Uh, and I think they are one of the Finnish teams on the women's side that really have a really good depth, uh, which is going to be extremely useful at Tiumila, where it's now six legs next year. Uh, and they've got two runners from Kalvan Rasti. Uh, both of them have been running in the second and third team of Kalvan Rasti in the last few years. Uh, Netta Rajamäki and Anna Moilanen. Both of them are experienced runners. They are ranked about number 15 in Finland. So they are, yeah, they are pretty decent relay runners. And uh, I think uh, it, it's going to strengthen the, the depth of Rusty Karot. And I think that's to have strong depth is very, very important for the women's team next year at Umila. And uh, one team that definitely will get some depth now is the men's team at Wilnoska. Really interesting signings there, I would say. Yes, this is also one of the... I mean, we had some very big uh, signings or transfers already this year, uh, with Megan Carter-Davis as maybe the biggest. Uh, but not far behind is uh, Martin Hubmann, uh, which has been running for Fredrikstad, the Norwegian club, the last five, six years. And he is going to run for Wilnoska next year. Uh, that's a uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, he's a very, very, very established world-class runner. He's been performing at top, top level internationally for many years. Um, he's going to be a big, big resource for this uh, Wilnoska relay team. Um, but yeah, they are there. So they had the team meeting, uh, team presentation last uh, night, uh, Sunday evening. We are recording this Monday afternoon. And yeah, they announced four new men runner uh, with uh, Martin Hubman as the big name, of course. Uh, they've got also Marius Kaiser. He's been running for previously. He's been running a bit for Anthony, but he's been also running for EF Hagen in Sweden. Um, so he's a runner that has quite a lot of experience in Scandinavian terrain, which is very useful for for a Swiss team uh, when they're trying to perform well at uh, Team Ilanukola. Uh, then a very interesting runner in Pascal Schmutz. Uh, he's in the junior team. It's his last year's junior coming up now uh, in the Swiss junior team. Um, a guy that uh, has very high potential, I think. Uh, definitely want to look out for hopefully at Jaywalk next year, but also in the future. And then also a, another local junior in Silvan Schlette. So that's four, four new guys for Wilnoska. Uh, but yeah, that's very much needed because they have uh, yeah, from this elite team, they have been losing six male runners from last year. Uh, we already mentioned that Jonas Ecker, he is already at Göteborg Majorna. Uh, Remo Rush, he will go to Okokore. And then some of the guys that have been around uh, the Wilnorska elite team the last few years is not going to uh, train for, for Team Milan Jukol anymore. Uh, Jonas Geisbühler, uh, the former junior national team coach of uh, Switzerland, he was in the Norska team that was in the top 10 at Jukola this year. Um, and then there are a couple of more guys that, yeah, Cyril Bucher has been in Team Mila first team, for example, Simon Wenger, and also Rolf Hauswirt, the, the husband of Sabine Hauswirt, uh, 
so yeah, six guys out, four guys in. Uh, I think Martin Hoodman is, of course, uh, yeah, Martin Hoodman is better than Jonas Ecker. Uh, not not a lot better, but uh, it's a very very good replacement for Jonas Ecker uh, with Martin Hoodman in. So that will be very interesting to see what Norska can do uh, in the in the team in Yukula, especially Yukula. I think they have better chance over seven legs than over ten legs. Uh, but yeah, we will see. And you've been doing some journalistic work, I've heard. Yeah, we uh, had a talk with uh, Martin Hoban, and uh, I think we should listen to what he has to say just after his signing for uh, Oscar. Listen out. Even National Orienteering Podcast uh, has uh, got got the line down to Davos in Switzerland, uh, and uh, Martin Hoban. Uh, we heard uh, there was uh, this kickoff uh, for a new season in. Well, Norska yesterday, and uh, for, a news for us was that the Martin Hoobman showed up there. Uh, so we have a club change for you uh, in uh, front of uh, next season. Yes, yeah, hi, you are. Uh, nice to hear you. It's always, uh, yeah, it's always interesting how you get all the infos, and you are so well informed all the time. <laughs> so yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, yesterday I was on an event uh, with Oil Norska, so it's getting yeah, it's getting real that I have a new club for the next season. Um, yeah, it's a. I mean, I have been in Fredrikstad for the last um, how many years? From eighteen, yeah, to to this year, and uh, yeah, now it's. It's somehow a good timing to start something new. And um, <laughs> back then, when I was actually in Christian Sand, that was my one of my first Scandinavian clubs uh, in Norway. So then I was together with my brother, and then after, yeah, after some time, I thought ah, it's nice to like go my own way and uh, yeah, separate from my brother's club. And uh, so we we found different clubs, and now after all, it's somehow it's it's nice to go back and to run with him in the team together. And uh, also with with Joey, so we have two reigning world champion in relay. So it's uh, they have good arguments, um, yeah, for me to join them. Yeah, uh, I uh, first of all, uh, I think it's really good. Uh... Uh, both for uh, Swiss orienteering and uh, orienteering worldwide, that both uh, Human Brothers are still uh, uh, doing one uh, one uh, year more in uh, top orienteering. That's good, uh, and it's interesting uh, club change here uh, to till Wilnoska. Uh, so, um, but I suppose you have um, uh, not only ambitious uh, with the team um, uh, that became number nine at the Yukola VSD last year. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean my ambitious, uh, my personal ambitious? Yeah. And uh, like uh, World Cup and uh, World Orienteering Champs and so yes. on. Yeah, of course. My, my main goals has always been um, World Championship, European Championships. Yeah. But the last two years, it was, yeah, it was tough for me. I didn't get uh, the results I hoped for. And yeah, I'm a professional in here since 2019 and yeah it was a little struggle 
last years with with sickness and um, injuries. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not time for me to to show the back in orienteering. So I really want to, yeah, to show what I'm capable of. And um, so it's, yeah, I'm motivated to go on and to do better the next couple of years. And yeah, it doesn't matter if if it's a sprint walk or forest walk, I will go, um, yeah, go all in for, for sprint next year and um, try to, yeah, show my best in, in both like sprint and forest races. Uh, we talked about in the last episode uh, in the National Orienteering Podcast that uh, change of club, uh, it can be really motivating. Uh, are you uh, into something of that uh, with this uh, change, some uh, change of environment and uh, so on? Yeah, of course. Um, I realized I, I have to change something in my environment since it hasn't been go so well the last uh, two years. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a, um, the club which was not good enough anymore or something like that, but it's more, um, yeah, it has been changing or it will be changing a lot. Like also for, for me, um, like for me, it's also important um, to have a good connection with the club, for example. And like we are, matching on a personal level and um, OL Norska is um, located in Bern in the capital of Switzerland and now I'm living in Davos um, but for next spring I'm uh, actually moving down from the mountains and uh, yeah, I live together with my girlfriend which is from Bern so it's really like matching <laughs> like the social environment and the sport environment so yeah I can join them for yeah, daily trainings. Um, I can train with my brother again, um, or yeah, with Joey and all the other guys in Bern. There are a lot of volunteers and also athletics runners there. So yeah, I see see a lot of benefits there. And yeah, yeah, it, uh, it in the start of your answer, it looks like a big happy family. But then you were into some training and. Can you be concrete in what you will change in your training to, um, uh, yeah, to be uh, at the peak in the world champs and the European champs uh, next year? Any? Uh... Yes. Um, yeah, like the the winter training last winter was was actually really different what I have done the last yeah like ten years. Um, so living in Davos in winter time was really different. So I did a lot of um, cross country skiing. Um, so like 40% of the training was cross country skiing and still, still more was running. Um, the biggest part was still running and I really liked this kind of training during winter and I do it again, uh, this winter. Um, but yeah, I realized, especially for sprint preparation, I need more running and more like a running on hard surface, which in Davos is, is not very possible. So you 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 run a lot on like snowy paths. Um, so I have to like travel a bit down to the valley, like a 45 minutes to actually run on, on asphalt and without snow. Um, so that's why I 
I change also my location of living, which suits yeah much better for sprint preparation for next year. I think this year with with the home walk in Flims, that was that was still a good preparation, like staying in Davos and living in the altitude, having steep hills to train. But yeah, for next year it's different, and um, that's why I I change my environment. Um, yeah, and uh, that would lead to uh, it was uh, I should not use the word disaster, but it was uh, not nice to see that uh, the finals in the Europeans uh, went without any Hoopman brothers uh, <laughs> at the start line. Uh, so that uh, at least uh, we will start there to get to the finals in the big. Uh, event next year and then uh, maybe a diploma will be ambitious uh, for you personally yes sure i mean also like the walk uh, next year in scotland um yeah it, i have good memories with scotland from 2015 um it's my it was my first and only individual walk medal i got in sprint uh, with a silver and yeah i think like the, yeah, my body is still um, yeah on a good level, and I had actually really good signs last winter that my shape is um, even the best, yeah, from of all time. So I just didn't manage this year somehow to put all together, and yeah, I hope I will be better prepared and also convinced about my my training and. Yeah, hope is going well. Yeah, uh, it was you starting it with uh, 2015. Uh, it was a good summer for you. Uh, started with uh, winning uh, Jukla Viesti and then a uh, <laughs> Wuke medal in sprint. Uh, uh, is the same ambitious uh, for the coming uh, summer? Or will it last uh, some more time before Wilnoska could uh, compete for Jukla victory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, of course, with, an, with a change. With my change to Norska, I hope also um, maybe in the next two years we we get some other runners as well. And yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> top 10 is, is for sure the goal next year. But uh, with a victory, yeah, maybe we need uh, another another uh, world champion like Matthias Kiefers or someone. <laughs> so... Uh, Martin Hubman there, uh, the line down to Switzerland and uh, Davos, uh, for me, it uh, broke down. But uh, I think uh, it was a nice ending, uh, both for Ivan National, Martin Hubman and uh, Matthias Kibbutz. So all of us can live with that one, uh, with a kick towards Kibbutz from Hubman to change. But I have read that uh, Kibbutz has a contract with... Uh, Doing since 2025. Yeah, so two more years of uh, of the contract with Tirving. So, uh, and but yeah, of course, uh, Norska would very much welcome a runner like Matthias Kibus in the team. And yeah, I mean, uh, they have been they've been trying a bit with the Kibus. They've been trying a bit with some other guys as well. Uh, even even myself has been. Uh, invited to come join Ole Norska uh, but I think both me and Matthias Kibbutz we have it pretty sweet in Tyrving so we are staying there for, for now at least uh, But about Ole Norska number 9 at Jukola this year uh, it's uh, 15 minutes up to top 3 10 minutes up to number 4 
Tampa and Pirant uh, this year. So yeah. Yeah, but I think um, uh, I think with uh, with how Timmy lies, no, Yuko lies next year uh, with the long night leg at the second leg and also a very long third leg, plus that the, it's back to the traditional very long sixth leg. Uh, you kind of need four top top runners for leg two, three, six, and seven. And Norska only really have three top top runners in in the Hubman brothers and Joey Hardorn. So yeah, the, the loss of Jonas Ecker is that's really that's really going to show here. I think uh, if they had one more of the top top national team runners, I think they would have been really competitive for a top five, maybe even better. Uh, but now I think uh, yeah, a top ten would still be definitely within reach, uh, of course. Uh, but it will be hard for, to improve a lot. I think. Uh, but I'm also interesting here about uh, what it will do for Hubman uh, individually. Uh, he needed something new, he mentioned, and yeah, it could it could be good for his uh, development in uh, late ages, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And he he mentioned that he will be moving to Bern uh, in the spring. And yeah, in Bern there is a a lot of the you know, a lot of the yeah, Norska runners, but also a lot of the national team runners. So the training. Training group uh, will probably be uh, quite a lot different than what they had in Davos, where he was basically the only orienteer around. Um, so yeah, I think it will be good for him. Uh, we know that yeah, you you got that in the interview that uh, yeah, it's back to Scotland where he won his uh, only book medal so far back in 2015. Uh, so maybe he can now get his second one uh, when we are returning to Scotland in the summer. Uh, one who still aims for uh, world champs medals, but uh, has got uh, some podium positions. Uh, it's uh, or guest uh, this week, uh, Alexander Hornick. Uh, uh, I think we should listen to how she can, uh, what she will do to take the step up to the uh, medals uh, next year. Uh, don't you think that will be a nice? Eva? Yeah, but uh, so Alexander Hornick, she's maybe not one of those runners that. Uh, Every one of our listeners knows a lot about, uh, but she's a Polish national team runner, 27 years old or something around that. Uh, she's been around at the top level for, for a long time, uh, but this year was uh, maybe her best season with the, with the fifth place in the, uh, in the European Championship individual sprint race this autumn. Fifth place, first diploma in the international championship. Uh, definitely one of the runners we have to look out for uh, when we go to Scotland next summer. Yeah. And uh, listen out now. Even national or entering podcast uh, has reached out to Poland and Alexander Hornik. Uh, how are you doing in this uh, autumn days, Alexander? Uh, hi, hi, I'm doing good. Uh, the process of packing from Poland moving to Sweden. So, bit busy days. Some busy days. Uh, how how uh, has it been busy all the, since uh, the Europeans, or have you? And uh, sometimes for training, uh, competing since then. 
Mm, there were still Polish champs in ultra long after EOC, and also I signed up for 10k race, and that was uh, on 11th of November. So I was keep pushing uh, until that time. How uh, was it the Polish champs in uh, 10k? How did you perform perform there? No, no, it was Polish champs in ultra long, still orienteering, and then it was just a road race at 10k. And so, so it it went well. Uh, I was running thirty six oh nine, and sure, I was like hoping uh, to see thirty five at the beginning. <laughs> um, but that's well, next time. Yeah, next time. Uh, how? What? Uh, what is the time you are aiming for? Uh, are you uh, supposed to try to get down to thirty five uh, in the spring and take some revenge on that the time? I can't promise it will be spring. I mean, I just never really, we're never supposed to prepare like really for this 10k. That's more about let's see what I have in my legs. Um, but yeah, breaking for to five would be nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we have noticed uh, that you have been uh, yeah, performing uh, in the Europeans quite good uh, in a podium position. Uh, uh, what will you, uh, what has been the training to become so uh, good and so close to the medals in the champ? Hmm, I think it was just the focus both in gaining speed but also this like sprinter and tearing routines. Um, it was actually quite little time after World Cup in Czechia, so I wasn't like really sure I got it all to really see myself at the podium position but well it went I mean I had no struggles in this period before Czechia and Italy I just done my work and I'm happy to see it enough yeah yeah but I suppose uh, we have seen you earlier also uh... Like uh, quite good results in uh, world champs in Czechia. So you've been up there, but uh, I, I suppose uh, getting a diploma and a podium is uh, it's another barrier. Yeah, of course. It's like another kick to keep on working. And yeah, I would say throughout my whole career, I was all the time somewhere close to like achieve something noticeable. Uh, after Jaywalk medal, um, so I was always motivated um, to see what if I can really reach there, the podium. Yeah, and what has been the key uh, to get to the podium, uh, and uh, what will you develop uh, until uh, next season to uh, get even closer? Um, this year showed me that. Increasing amount of our interior sessions uh, really do the job. Uh, so this is the goal for for next uh, season, especially the beginning of the year, uh, to really introduce more interior and like just basic winter training. Yeah, what do you, uh, to be concrete? What what is uh, basic winter training? Is it high volume as in uh, Norway, or is it uh, uh, quite uh... Double lactate uh, acid sessions, or uh, how do you put that together? 
that's really not a question. In a traditional winter training, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, it's like lots of kilometers, lots of exercises. Of course, some kilometers are just boring and long. Some kilometers are a bit faster, but it's um, never anything too fast. Um, kind of just hard work and like especially take care to not get injured this time. Um, well, I would say it's like really nothing special. Yeah, do the basic uh, work there and then get some more speed there. Uh, yeah, exactly, the exactly. And uh, what is uh, the goal, uh, main goal uh, in 2024? It's a uh, world champs in um, in uh, Scotland and uh, you have a European in Hungary. Uh, uh, both of them, uh, I will assume, uh, quite ac- attractive for you. Uh, yeah, those two plus definitely uh, World Military Orienteering Championships. That's going to be in Spain uh, in autumn. Um, so, yeah, those are three major events I want to yeah. show and be prepared as, as well as I can. Yeah, are you... Uh... Are you? Uh, how do you look at yourself as a runner? Is it uh, uh, after a good uh, sprint uh, results in uh, the Europeans? Are you uh, looking at yourself as a sprinter, or uh, yeah, do you think uh, the Europeans now? Yeah, the Europeans next year also would suit you good in Hungary and the forest. Mm, depends how much heavy will be there, actually. <laughs> Because uh, I feel that um, under some percentage of climbing, I can like run well, and then it's more struggling than actually having fun. Um, well, my heart belongs to forest for sure, um, but sprint is um, is the competition that I can most probably get the best results. So for sure, it's one of my main goals. Scotland. So so you will, uh, yeah. You have a have a double focus, and uh, yeah. What do you think you can get into um, uh, extra from uh, moving to Sweden? I su- suppose that could give you some uh, difficult night orienteering uh, technical uh, in the forest, maybe. Yeah, that's for sure. Plus, just this natural strength. Um, that's all that was not, I can't say lacking this year, but something I could easily improve by moving to Sweden. Uh, uh, are we uh, are we talking also some uh, club changes? There are some silly season news, or will you still uh, keep up to Iktisa in the big uh, relays? Yeah, of course, I continue next year with Iktisa. Uh, our team is growing, getting stronger, so it's. I'm really happy to be a part of it, and hopefully to get another podium and a big relays with them. Yeah, what uh, what are the secret behind your uh, success there? Uh, we see um, both as a club and uh, the individual runners are growing uh, each year. 
uh, think we are highly motivated and we are just having fun together and we are like focus on common goal. Um, easy, but the thing is just this. Yeah, uh, about uh, again uh, the world champs military. Are you um, are you a professional uh, from the military? So you are uh, supposed to doing hundred uh, percent uh, training as an athlete. Yeah, exactly. I'm a soldier, so um, all, all I have to do is to run, <laughs> train, train well, and take care of my health. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, when uh, when do you uh, first? What's the first main goal for twenty twenty four for your uh, uh, season there in the spring? Is it a big relays to uh, Yumila, uh, or is it uh, something uh, the first World Cup rounds, or uh, what? What are the first uh, you're uh, aiming for next season? It's really hard to prioritize. <laughs> Everything's like really important, and I think that uh, like the dates of all these events are like they're set the way that it's possible to perform really well, like throughout the whole season. And so, yeah, I think if I would manage to get this winter training properly and so it won't be any difficult to run like to push at every every major event yeah so uh, that's also good with orienteering yeah uh, you will have a short time and then you will have a new chance uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you not succeed but uh you you plan for success and uh if we look uh at uh yeah even further uh you were quite close uh, for a medal um, at the Europeans in a tight race there. Uh, when will you take the step to a medal? No, you see it's possible. Yeah, I can already say next year. <laughs> but yeah, of, yeah. Course, of course, there's like many, many names uh, that could say exactly the same. Uh, so it will be very exciting uh, to, to take to fight for medals. Yeah, and what uh, what are the secret and what what's the key that will uh, put that uh, the margins on your side? What's the what will uh, you do to to get the margins uh, get, giving you the medal? Hmm. I will have fun <laughs> with volunteering. That, uh, yeah, that will yeah. be enough. <laughs> you need to keep the yeah keep the fun and the motivation all the time. Yeah, we'll try to. I mean, Sweden is fantastic. Uh, so I don't think I'll get bored there as I kind of used to uh, being in Poland. Mm. Yeah, it will be a good, uh, both uh, motivational and uh, for your development as an orienteer to move to Sweden. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to spend some more time there um yeah we'll see and then uh, who will you train with there uh is it uh, south sweden um it's runaway so 
there are a few clubs around there. So definitely I will find some sparring partners. Yeah, and of yeah. course, still I will attend a lot of camps throughout the year. So it's nothing like I'm stuck there. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that will be really exciting, and uh, but uh, yeah, maybe not so much snow there, so you can uh, keep running in the forest uh, through the whole winter and have some uh, great uh, technical sessions. Yeah, this is exactly what I am hoping for. And, and chances uh, are high. <laughs> and then uh, when we talk again uh, next autumn, uh, would we see? Uh, uh, a better uh, technical and maybe also a podium position in a in a forest champs from uh, your side. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you you hope that? Uh, yeah, that that's uh, really good. We then we will uh, notice that and uh, and uh, wish you a nice uh, travel later this week uh, to Sweden. And it will be really interesting to follow your. Uh, uh, development uh, also next year. Thanks a lot for uh, being in the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the last part to go. Uh, Hornik there, uh, and you have made some notes uh, during uh, this uh, talk, I think. Uh, any bullets points, uh, Ivo? Yeah, I think it's very interesting that she's uh, deciding to move to, to Sweden uh, to get better training possibilities. Uh, I'm not. I think she mentioned that she's going to move to the Ronneby area, so that's like the south south coast of Sweden. Uh, I think Ronneby Uko is a club that has had very good connection with uh, many Polish runners over the last yeah 10, 15, 20, 25 years or something like that. Um, not really a strong club, uh, so therefore it makes sense for her to continue to run with uh, uh, with Iktisa. Uh, but yeah, I think the conditions especially for forest orienteering is probably better in the south of Sweden than it is in Poland. And she said that she's, yeah, even if her best results are in the sprint, she's still enjoying the forest races more. Uh, so yeah, proper orienteer there. And, but yeah, it will be interesting to see. She was yeah number five European champs. That's a great result. Uh, she has a seventh place from the world championship in Czech Republic in the sprint uh, two years back. So she should definitely be able to fight for a diploma. Uh, but then we know that the step from, yeah, the step from being five, six, seven, eight, and getting these kind of results and up to win a medal, uh, it's 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 really hard. The best girls are extremely good, uh, but yeah, she's getting closer every year, so she should be optimistic about the future. Uh, yeah, definitely, her heart belongs to the forest. Wasn't that the word she men- named uh, there? And uh, uh, our hearts belongs to our interior. Uh, uh, do you have any hot or not, or should we just tease for uh, uh, next week with uh, some special guest stars? Also, then. Yeah, I think it's been it's been plenty of hot stuff this week with the with uh, with all the good stuff at the transfer market. Uh, hopefully, uh, the silly season will continue to give gifts uh, every week forwards. I think there's still there's still some things to. To happen both of course bigger things and smaller things so it would be interesting to follow the silly season market uh, but yeah uh, f- interesting to follow also Eva national orienteering podcast and we will bring you another guest uh, next week uh, i don't quite i'm not quite sure if we have decided which one it's going to be but it's going to be a big name 
Yeah, we have a booking list here of guests. So yeah, a big, uh, big name next week, next week also. And of course, uh, both uh, us too. Thanks a lot for listening this week. Bye-bye. Mannen dro ut og løp orientering Med kart og kompass og med riktige sko Sikta så gar etter beste notering For kroppen var lett og god I vår national orientering podcast Mapping compass, navigation skill Orientering competition Jeg må møtt noe jævlig på Og bossen her oppe Running like a motherfucker I vår national orientering podcast